feel like shit. I just want her back. Um, I'm hella sensitive to caffeine recently. I drank a Coca-Cola today, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy. Can of Coca-Cola <laughs> fuck me up. Yeah, fuck you know, when Coca-Cola's up. fucking you up, that's a good sign. Well, you, like, don't ever drink caffeine, I guess, so. Not me, um, I'm mostly caffeine. You're one of those people, oh, don't talk to me till I had my coffee. You no, know, I mean, I usually waste. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot of coffee merchandise. I usually, uh, I usually drink my coffee mid-morning, but um, uh, I do need a, a good cup. Otherwise, I just get I up and I'm life. ready to go. No problem. Let's fuck <laughs> it <up. laughs> Like, let's do it. Let's raw dog this life. Let's fuck it up. Fuck it up. Yo, it's Sunday. Fucking Sunday. Yeah, you raw dog, you ruin your life. Have some kids. That's that's what I avoided. Kids. No kids. I don't want any keys. stinking kids. They do smell sometimes. It's no I just don't want to <clears throat> be responsible for anyone. You know what I mean? Many people have kids and aren't responsible for them. Yeah, but I would probably feel guilty about it. I don't yeah. want to feel guilt. I can guilt is a human construct. Does the lion feel guilty for the gazelle? Probably a Probably. little bit. Uh, this is content sewer. Fucking cutting edge shit. On the, we're the fucking revolution. Revolutionary yeah, we got Like, Does the lion care about the gazelle? That's not revolutionary. I'm just fucking Descartes probably thought of that shit or something. Some 18th century <laughs> asshole. 17th century. Fuck them. Always French, too. Now we're really revolutionary. We're out here reviewing Netflix original films. Who else is doing it? Like like us. No one. No one's out here doing this shit. Who? Tell me. Who's doing it? I don't listen to other podcasts, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's right. No one's brave enough. They're all slaves to the streaming algorithm. They all love Netflix. So if they could, they'd suck Netflix dick. Suck my dick. And suck my dick. And suck my dick. No, oh, not they'd be subbed to Netflix, Beach. huh? They'd all Beach. be Netflix subs. Oh God, we are Netflix subs. Not me. I'm a. Do- I dominate Netflix. I come in f- to Netflix and I say, "Fuck you and your stupid ass movie." Suck my dick. Like, Suck my dick. Netflix, you call me Kyle. He'll Suck like my it. Dick. What are these which Content sewer. I'm Kyle. That's Sean. Uh, suck my dick. You can suck my dick. <laughs> You see that video? It's an old video, but I guess the dude didn't end up getting charged. You know, where the Road Rage one, where he's like in his car singing like to a song, but he's changing the lyrics. Like, oh, suck my dick. But then he blasts out the window with his eyes closed. <laughs> he, airs, <laughs> he airs out the blower. You've seen it, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's like, yeah, America, awful, but um, I just love that, like, yeah, you know you're driving your car and you're listening to, like, Cardi B, and you're like, I'm changing the lyrics, but suck my dick, fuck my dick, and fuck my ass. But, uh, yeah, they're very American, and then he's like, <laughs> he opens the gun safe in his car, and he's like, I'm fucking time to air out the blower, and he just closes his eyes and fires wildly through his own windows. Well, that's how you that's do it. Stupid bitch. Stupid ass bitch. <clears throat> they, you can tell he's like brake checking the dude and stuff. Like, I'm going to get shot out here on these, the mean streets of Arizona because I do that shit to people too and they fuck with me. You know what I mean? When they ride your ass and you just like start coasting. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, where to be today. Yeah. Whatever. I guess I'll die in the mean streets. The mean streets out here. Wish I was dead so I'd stop watching these fucking Netflix original films. Oh, what are you talking about? This is a great one. Someone Googled BDSM and then made a film about it. I'm, yeah, I imagine like the pitch meeting. Oh, we watched Love and Leash. Is this a South Korean film? Um, I guess a romantic comedy. Uh, yeah, it is. Loose, but... I just imagine the pitch meeting was like, um, well, I mean, it's based off of a webtoon, so. Uh, but just in my disregarding that is based off of webtoon. If it was an original idea, the pitch would be something like, "Hey, uh, what if we do a movie about like BDSM? You know, like not too many people 
in uh, mainstream Korean culture really understand it well. I'm like, oh, are you thinking maybe we do something interesting with it and really maybe explore consent and intergender relationships and blah, blah. And then they're like, no, I think we'll just make it like every K-drama ever. And then yeah, but she has some BDSM shit. How does that sound? Got to make sure 14-year-olds can watch this shit. <clears throat> 14-year-olds want to watch this shit? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, maybe not 14-year-olds, because I was going to say, because it's got uh, Sahyan in it from Girls' Generation. But Girls' Generation, I remember them being popular when I was in, like, my 20s. I think they're, like, around our age, so they're old hags. Um, <laughs> as far as K-pop goes. So I guess not 14-year-olds. Yeah, probably, like, 30-year-old women. But, I mean, there's for sure a um, lot of vanilla 30-year-old women that have no idea about BDSM. Their only exposure to it is stuff like this. And um, what was that Twilight fan fiction that got hella popular? Fifty Shades of Beige. That's what it is. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, this movie is so boring. Um, it is the safest, least sexiest movie about sexual relationships I've ever seen. And I think... I'm not super well versed in BDSM myself, but I doesn't think feel like they betray it well. I think it's uh, irresponsible. This movie might be irresponsible. Like not like oh, we need to cancel this movie. It should have never been made. I don't want to be like that yeah, realistic about it. But I think it's. Uh, I don't think it gets it right, especially because they're trying so much to adhere to the tropes of K dramas. Uh, that it's uh, the whole movie is her really misunderstanding her relationship with this dude and him also just being um, just the worst um, human being in a movie yeah, ever. Is, I mean, he, obviously they have the one rapist, so he's not the worst human being even, even in this movie, but he right. is just a real... He's just so unappealing. The most unappealing man I've ever seen in a movie. Like, he's um a fucking child. Yeah, right. I mean, they they don't portray him well because it's not like he has a fetish. It literally is like he is a fucking... That is his only character trait. Yeah. Is his fetish and being like a little, a little sometimes he's boy. kind of Sometimes he's kind of a tough guy at work, I guess. He's kind of competent at work. They should have leaned into that more, especially because... Um, they, they, they like try to allude to it later on that, like, he likes the release of control because he spent so much, he spends his daily life having to like stay in control, control, and control and, over them and everybody, well, well, which is, that's a real compulsion that people have a lot of times in, um, Dom sub relationships, right? Uh, but they, his character is not portrayed or written that way at all. He's, he has like two scenes where he stands up to like the shitty boss, right? And that's about it. Otherwise, yeah, he just acts like a child, like incompetent, um, virgin. You know what I mean? He's like not sexually or romantically appealing. So it's weird that this 30-year-old woman is like in love with him. I could absolutely see if they kept the movie. Well, that's the other thing, too, is it kind of made, there's parts where it's just like, so you just want to, it seems like you just want to die. Well, yeah, the, if they kept it, like legitimately the movie didn't have any of the K-drama tropes about them falling in love and shit and it was just about their relationship as Dom and Sub that would make more more sense you know what I mean for the characters and how they're portrayed and stuff cuz like there's no way she's attracted to this dude you know what I mean <laughs> like this guy sucks he's the worst I mean he's not the worst like I said he's just like fucking wiener he's just he's like a real Shinji Abed character yeah, he's just bad. Like he, like I said, he's incompetent. He he forces his fetish onto her at the beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? Even before she, she oh, shows so any weird. any signs of any interest into it. I know it's like oh, cute misinterpretation, or whatever. But like that was even not after cute. <laughs> that after it gets cleared up and he's like drunk outside that like um, company meeting, crying or whatever. He immediately attempts it again. You know what I mean? Like he sucks. This dude sucks. Yeah, that's the part I was. I'm like, this isn't. They're not. They're not doing anybody favors in this movie. Nah, it's um. Oh, it's it's uh. He's just like the least likable character in I don't know most of the movies we've watched. I, I just really was getting so bothered by him throughout the whole movie. It's like there's no way like. 
she's attracted to this dude. You know what I mean? Like the way he's it written. Kinds, Kyle, you don't know. Like, no fuck. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah. So it's uh, love and leashes. Uh, I guess like the uh, literal translation of the um, webtoon is moral sense, which is strange. I don't get that at all. No. Um, I mean, well, it's about. I, mean, I guess uh, that's part of the one of the themes, but. I don't so know it depicts you... a romance between um, Jihu, who has everything perfect but has secret BDSM desires. I don't think his life's perfect at all. <laughs> and. Uh, it's pretty bad. Like, he has no friends. His whole life is consumed by um, being a sub, I guess, right? It's presumably because that, like I said, that's the only character trait they give him. He's weak and he's a sub, which are two very distinct things. Just because you are a sub doesn't mean that in your daily life you're a wiener like this guy. <laughs> this guy just happens to be a wiener and a sub. Like you know, don't get a twist or anything. I'm not <laughs> saying like all subs are like that or anything. Right. But um, uh, yeah, just, uh, and uh, Gu, a competent public relations team member who finds out about a secret. Um, yeah, they have oh, the uh, stupidest way possible too. You I mean like don't send your weird sex shit to work, you fucking idiots? I mean, obviously it's a plot contrivance for a movie. Yeah, but that's a, it's but, like a really bad plot contrivance. Um, yeah, I mean, also the scene where we find out her friend is also somewhat involved in BDSM on her date, and like that's all like hella contrived and stuff too, right? Where like where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> This character's <laughs> barely in the movie. Why is this happening now? No, that's it, like she's like your friend. Well, that's clearly like remnants of it actually of, of it being a webtoon and having the ability to expand on side characters and have a probably much more interesting uh, story than two hour movie. And I'm guessing my guess is this because it looks exactly like a K drama. It starts exactly like a K drama, wherein main character provides you with the central conceit, and then now. Here's the opening sequence. Um, my guess is this was probably intended to be a K-drama, but just because of the content, it had to be a movie. And um, it's not explicit in any way, but it probably is too explicit for South Korean TV, would be my guess. There's a lot of, um, a lot of foot stuff in it. There's a lot of putting her foot on him, putting her foot in his face. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like not know. even imaginative or inventive about like their play sessions or anything. In my opinion, you know, it's just like real. Yeah, it's really, it's really vanilla BDSM, and they tie yeah. him with a rope. Wow, he has to act like a dog. Wow, oh man, it was just so oh, embarrassing. He gets stepped on a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Look, I, when funny. I was when I was eighteen, one of my friends sent me a, a ball torture website as a joke on aim and it was the worst thing i've ever seen i still can't get it out of my head and this wasn't even like like one tenth of that yeah that's because you're vanilla too though <laughs> you, you shut up it was awful. <laughs> high heels stepping on testicles i never want to see it again that's ball torture stuff yeah that's what i said oh <laughs> yeah but ball torture is pretty crazy to me i don't know that i'd, I'd try it out i do have a, in my Personal history, I have a tendency to try out uh, different fetishes if like partners are into it or whatever, but I don't know if I'd do ball torture. Yeah, um, the, the swimming pool when you were 16 was bad enough. Well, yeah, that's like, I, I mean, one of them might already might not work. It's like been permanently like ultra sensitive since the, that accident in the swimming pool. That 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 terrible day. Yeah, well, no, imagine <laughs> by a high heel. Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah, so the the, the 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 their play sessions are um lame. They're like baby's first sexual encounter, which makes sense because they're both very much um virgins. <laughs> I'm not to like I'm not trying to like talk shit. Your your own sexual history is your own sexual history. Blah 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 blah. But like, um, it just because the movie is like so safe and neutered and like sexless that it's these guys you know it's like everything about it is like oh these they've like never even kissed or had a 
a sexual partner or you know what I mean? It's just like Yeah, I mean they do kind of make it seem like his relationship with, with Hannah was very tame. Don't they? Like his previous relationship with his first girlfriend? Well, they like made sure not to have they only have that one flashback scene and there's like not they make sure to avoid having any details about it. The inference though that she makes because she said, "Oh, our didn't you enjoy it, right?" Yeah, yeah. you didn't but... enjoy our experience, our presumably sexual experiences because it didn't appeal to your fetish. And um, uh, so, yeah, I guess maybe they had a sexual relationship, but he doesn't come across as like um, a sexual being to me. He really just seems like a, a dog, like a puppy. <laughs> and it's weird that they have the juxtaposition of her friend training dogs, and there's lots of scenes of her talking to her friend about him while she trains dogs, and then their first play session is him treating him like a dog, and he also just acts like a dog. I don't know, that's what I mean. There's, like, some um, regressive shit in this yeah, attempt at being a progressive movie. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing, time, I'm like, are we supposed to think that, that some... It, but, you know, at the same time, dogs are cool, guys. Like, repeat what thing, you right? said. Even at the end of the you... movie, repeat what you said. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I like. I I agree. Like the whole time, I'm like, are we supposed to associate uh, subs with dogs? Even like the end of the movie when her friend, um, dogs. You get cut off again. What's going on with your microphone? Maybe it's this. I don't. Uh, fuck me, I don't know. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Maybe it's I don't know what the problem is. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that they the equate... Yeah, her friend at the end of the movie, when she gets with uh, her co-worker, the dude, the mm-hmm. younger dude, they equated him to a dog, being more like a human than a dog. Or, I mean, more like a dog than a human, and being more like a dog than most dogs. Yeah. Um. It's pretty strange. I mean, the, I've... I there are I've heard people talk it refers to like men in as like dog like you know what I mean like in a um positive way you know like oh yeah he's just like a labrador well you know what I mean like so like maybe they're just trying to do that sort of thing but the juxtaposition and like the, I don't know like even the that line of it is strange where it's like uh so they are yeah because it is just like. They're really focused on the like hierarchy of like domination and subjugation. That's like that, especially because throughout the whole movie, at no point do they show our two leads like discussing their feelings and making sure they're like safe with each other. You know what I mean? Like she just jumps into it and he's all gung ho about it, and they just go for it and they sign the contract or whatever. But like at no point do they. They're like never on honest terms with each other about their feelings or what's going on. You know what I mean? It's like really um, unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> so it is like a real relationship. <clears throat> I'm the like, I guess obviously there probably are several BDSM relationships that are like this, but um, quite a, at this point. The culture that's developed around it is like, no, this is like an unhealthy BDSM relationship. Like, you're not supposed to like do this type of shit. Like, it's so strange. The whole movie, she's like, um, is she into it or is she just doing it because she likes him and wants to get close to him and blah? blah, And she doesn't ever really interrogate those feelings or discuss them with him. And. I don't know. It's pretty strange. It's just like, yeah, like... By the um, way she talks about it, it just makes it seem like she's just doing it because he likes it, right? I mean... Mm -hmm. Well, there's also an element in it where um, they're showing the the sort of um, gender disparity in the workplace in South Korea, or worldwide, really. This happens everywhere, obviously. uh, Men in authority look down on women. Even men in the same positions, women look down on women, etc., etc. There's an element of that to it as well and then there's scenes where she's expressing how she would like to be perceived in the broader sense of the world by how she is um punishing air quotes uh jihu and it's like so what 
the character seemingly actually needs is probably not to be in a BDSM relationship, but rather um, she needs to be more dominant and express herself in her daily life and have probably a regular romantic relationship, right? No, it's healthy to do it this way. Yeah, like, but... I don't know. It's I, just, I, it like, almost makes it seem so like, like they're saying that BDSM isn't necessarily... <laughs> And like, there's a, an element of truth to this, I guess. It isn't uh, like a sexual fetish. It's just a re- it's a relief for some sort of tension in your real life. Uh, I mean, for a lot of people, it kind of is. Like everyone I know who's um, into BDSM, uh, like subs and stuff. It's uh, their dom usually isn't someone that they have like a personal relationship at all with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just have like it's, it's someone they go see and have the experience and like, all right, well, see you next time. You know what I mean? Um, but that obviously there are people that have BDSM relationships in their regular romantic relationships and shit, but, um, yeah, I don't know. This movie is just like someone who I don't think really understands BDSM and it's trying to be as appealing as possible to the widest audience as possible. So it ends up just having all the regular trappings of, uh, K-drama romance and, um, it's kind of... Bad. It's boring, <laughs> badly written. It's like not sensual or erotic. You know, the only thing that was like cool to me was like when they go to the arboreum or whatever and they're like cuffed to each other. I was like, that's cute. I'd do that with a partner. Probably not like the length of chain that they have though. That's like a little bit too much. But, <laughs> <clears throat> but other than that, it's like, oh, she's got heels and she steps on him. And um, a whip, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just like can- they did candle stuff. When they- there's some candle stuff, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's no cruising. That's for sure. No Tom cruising. Tom cruising. Um, yeah, it's just like safe and lowest common denominator or widest audience possible. Um, widest audience possible, you said. I no, um, I don't believe Koreans are white, are they? No, I don't know. What is white, anyway? What is white? Well, if it was just based on skin color, skin tone, then They're yes, they white. are. Yeah. They're white. <laughs> but I, something tells me that's not quite what it is. <clears throat> um, Kim Jong Mo writing for. Oh, my news. Stated the film has a message and the attributes of romantic comedy. Kim wrote, as is a story about the minority taste of BDSM, the difference between likes and dislikes, it is a limitation of this film. Kim opined. The barrier to entry is high. Ooh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, they tell you everything you need to know, and you don't need to know much. There's a mysterious uh, third narrator from a YouTube video. It keeps popping up. Because, yeah, she just did some YouTube research and she's like, you know what? I'm ready to be a Dom. Whatever. Seems well, it's fine. the same research that whoever wrote this film did. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Above all, scenes containing BDSM's actions are the core of sympathy between the two main characters. Someone just Google translated this from Korean. <laughs> but it is difficult to universally provide emotional pleasure, catharsis, and excitement. No, uh, I don't know. It sounds pretty normal to me. I think it's fine. Oh, Kate Sanchez rated the film with 8.5 out of 10, 10 and wrote, Love Unleashes is sweet and sensual. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Wrong. It is uh, sweet in like a really saccharine way, like a lot of K-dramas are, and it is not sensual at all, in my opinion. It's a wholesome look at boundaries and love while also taking time to explore kink in the context that doesn't treat it as something dangerous or abnormal. One of the best, best representations of kink I've seen in a film. I really don't agree. It's like I don't know if it's a wholesome, a wholesome look at boundaries and love, because like I don't think it handles. Yeah, I don't think they set boundaries well. Boundaries very well. Yeah, and like like I said, the love doesn't make sense to me because I don't think this is the love that her character is looking for, and then the male lead is just I I don't know I don't find him appealing at all. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, maybe it's just because you don't like him. <clears throat> well, that's the personal aspect of it is I don't find his character appealing at all. But like even within what's being presented to me in the film about uh, Sahyan's character, it's like, no, why would she? This is not what she needs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does not seem to be what she needs at all. And then um, taking time to explore kink in a context context that doesn't treat as something dangerous or abnormal. That's true. They do try to normalize um, BDSM and just the broader sexuality in general, <clears throat> uh, which is cool. But it's especially cool for South Korea, to be honest. I, South Korea seems to be somehow more conservative in the United States, if you can believe it. I mean, some places are. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Richard Galagos of La Astuidia praised the performances of Sehyun and Direction, saying Park Hyun Jin does a good job of weaving the threads of the story together and adding a touch of respectful humor to the story's development. I think Direction well. is competent. It's that slick, expensive camera, Korean drama look. Uh, some of the shots are framed okay, but it looks pretty bland visually. Um... There's some terrible ADR in like every outdoor scene. Did you notice that? Every outdoor scene has terrible ADR. <laughs> nah, you know, that's just uh, that's just post production for you, baby. And um I do think uh performance is really good and there's like a personal anecdotal reason for that because <clears throat> I only know like Sehyun from Girls Generation shit. Like her being on Korean TV with Girls Generation. Mm-hmm. And she's um the youngest member of Girls' Generation, right? So um, she gets, like, babied a lot, even though she's a grown-ass woman at this point. But, like, even being the youngest member in a K-pop group, being, like, the maknae, is, like, it's basically, like, you are assuming a character anyways, right? Like, they want you to be babied and blah, blah, blah. So every time I've seen her with... Um, Girls' Generation on Korean TV shows and shit. She is playing like that Machne character where it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm baby, oh hug me, but you know what I mean, like real childish yeah. and blah blah. So seeing her like this, where she is um confident, assertive woman, um, it is like, oh yeah, she's 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 got the juice. I'll watch her another stuff for sure. Uh, and this is like for sure she's got the stuff, man. And she got the juice. This is for sure probably was like uh, is like safe and tame and saccharine as this movie is from my perspective. This is for sure was probably a, a risk for her. Yeah, as a still being like an active K-pop girl group member, it was serious shit. I assume people are probably like, oh no, she's being in a sexy movie. She's only thirty-two years old. How could she be in a sexy movie? Oh, she's in a lingerie. Oh <laughs> heavens. Yeah, so that's cool. That's good. I appreciate uh, Sehyun. Good for her. I can't pronounce her name exactly correctly because that uh, Val, Val, you know, like I think I talked about on the podcast before. Like the way you pronounce soul is actually like soul. There's like a middle tongue, upper mouth vowel that they have, like which would be her name too, like Sehyun. But I can't do it without focusing really hard. So I just say Sehyun. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough, right? You know what I mean? So yeah, whatever. Fun. I mean, I, I, like, it seems like native Korean speakers are also kind of lazy about it, too. Sometimes it just sounds like they're saying, like, Sahyun stuff in Seoul. Seoul. <laughs> well, I mean, much like English, <clears throat> uh, we don't yeah. pronounce it right either. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I have a, a quite an extensive vocabulary, listeners will have noticed, but I uh, do not have what the good diction. Is what it is. You call like me? The, like on the podcast, I'm doing like 110%. This is like my professional, like white guy speaking voice. And like it's still like kind of drawling. And <laughs> I say because. And sometimes when I say remember, I'm not going to hit the re part. So I'll just yeah, say remember. Remember. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole bunch of like vocal tics like that. And. Uh... Just say hello all the time. When I refer to some guy, I'd be like, oh, and this fool, you know this fool, that fool over there. <clears throat> yeah, but whatever. It's English. And yeah, for some people, it's Korean. And I assume, like you said, Korean, similar sort of situation. There's got to be people who are just like taking it easy when they speak Korean, right? 
Hell yeah. It may be easy. <clears throat> James Marsh of the South China Morning Post, which I think is a propaganda um, paper, right? It's like the Taiwan propaganda paper for the West. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's what it is. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure their film ratings or reviews probably don't have that much propaganda in it, so we won't worry about it right now. Uh, he gave the film three out of five stars and praised the performances of the lead pair writing. Sehyun and Lee Jun Young deliver sweet and wholesome performances. Uh, Sehyun is great. Um, Lee Jun Young, who plays uh, Jihoo, the male lead is I'm assuming he's doing a good job. He's not a bad actor. It's just the character I cannot stand. <laughs> Marshall Pine, the film has made efforts to normalize BDSM and er- erase its stigma and has come out as a sweet and well-meaning workplace romance. I think the problem I have with it is um, it doesn't really do either of those two things effectively. First of all, I don't think they necessarily should be mixed together in this way. Especially if it's going to be just, you know, boilerplate, K-drama, workplace romance, and BDSM. Yeah. I mean, it's always dangerous <clears throat> when you're uh, doing sex stuff at work. You know, probably not smart. Yeah, but, like, everyone, that's where everyone meets sexual partners and stuff, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, everyone, oh, yeah, don't, don't, you know, don't dip your pen in the company ink or don't shit or eat, blah, blah, blah. It's like bullshit. No, 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 I'm make... just saying, like, don't actually, uh, like, uh, whip oh, each other. <laughs> yeah. Don't oh, get your rocks yeah. off of work. I mean, I think it depends on the... No, that's probably always, usually, almost always a bad idea. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, like, there's I've been in workplaces and where cultures, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, you probably get away with some stuff. <clears throat> um, March concluded, Love and Leashes is a commendable effort to lift the blindfold on a stigmatized subculture, albeit without the reward of any lasting gratification. Ooh, that's pretty good. Ouch. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. And it's also uh, vaguely sexual, right? Because the movie is vaguely sexual, so got to make sure do some lasting gratification. Do some uh, euphemisms in there. <clears throat> it is also strange how I'm. This might be the reality of South Korea, because, like I said, they do, from an outside perspective, they do seem uh, very conservative about sex in general. But uh, in the movie, it's like, um. Being in the BDSM, fucking, you may as well just be telling people you're trans, right? It seemed real bad. Yeah, they're like, oh, you fucking, I can't tell you about you, you this. You probably, probably have to resign from work and move to another another city and change your name. Good luck, motherfucker. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they're about to lose their jobs at the end of the movie, because, uh... But yeah, I guess but I mean, that's, that's more because they like were fucking around at work. Stuff at work. Yeah. yeah, no one's in the office, though. You know what I mean? And like they weren't, were they really doing sex stuff though? You know what I mean? There wasn't. It's not like they were getting their slime anywhere because they weren't. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think you're supposed to be doing that shit at work, and it's always like it's always it's always a fireable offense. You know, even yeah. if uh, work culture in like the is looser, uh, they could still get you for it. Yeah. If it was, what if it's really loose? How loose like a loose caboose. No, the workplace culture. What if it's loose? Uh, I mean, they, again, they can still fire you for it. This means um, they, they yeah, it's, it just depends on who finds out. Is it the uptight manager or is it the manager that you sell cocaine to? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Hopefully uh, it's cocaine guy. Whatever, the yeah. same person. Cocaine guy pulled gun out at the fucking... Uh, <laughs> The, the, at his desk for some reason. He just <laughs> check out this gun. I was like, oh, okay, man. Smart. Yeah. Also, also um, fireable offense. Yeah, I'm not going to get him fired, though. I wasn't going to get him fired, though, because I, I, I sold that man drugs. <laughs> He's a reliable customer. No, I'm a big uh, believer in that. My <laughs> boss should never have a gun at work. <laughs> oh, man. I don't... Especially <laughs> up that Walmart incident a few months ago. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. But like I don't know, I didn't like you. I he's not the type. I guess it's you never know who it's gonna be, honestly. But this is my my youth. I was probably only I don't know twenty six, twenty seven back then. <laughs> As a child, basically, <laughs> I think about shit like that. <clears throat> uh, Sahyun was nom- nominated at the fifty eighth 
Uh, Best Song Arts Awards for Best New Actress. I don't think she's a new actress, though. I think she's been working for a few years as an actress. I've never seen her before in anything. New to me. Check it out. What do you mean she does the voice of one of the characters in the Korean dub of Despicable Me? Oh, yeah, you know, I watch the Korean dub of Despicable Me all the time. Mm -hmm. She has Edith. Who's that? Is that Uh, one of the little girls? Yeah, I want to say it's the one that the fucking iCarly girl voices, but I could be wrong. Pop, 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 pop. She's pop, also pop. a film called So I Married an Anti-Fan. Oh, just a supporting role, though. So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. And then Love and Leashes. Yeah, I guess she hasn't been doing too much. She's been on TV, though, doing TV shit. It doesn't count, though. There's a very clear like hierarchy of um, performance artists in uh, South Korea. It's really interesting. Oh, so it's like the 70s in the U.S.? Yeah, but the I mean, at least they're honest about it. Like, um, if you're acting in film, in my opinion, you are a lot better than television actors, comedians, um, television hosts. You know what I mean? It makes sense because film is better and more important than all those other things. You know? What I yeah, mean? but television used to be where you make your money. It still is for a lot of directors, but specifically commercials. I saw someone like on the internet was like, "How do directors make money if they only release in movies like every like five, six years? Oh, every commercial you watch is directed by like fucking David Lynch and shit. That's how." Um. Uh. Yeah. So I don't particularly think this movie is that great. I don't think it does a great job of um exploring BDSM. Um. Sahyun's cool. Uh, Lee Junyoung is uh, presumably okay. I just really don't like his character. Um, there's barely any other characters in the movie. I have no idea what their job is. <laughs> They're PR for like a kids you, show. Yeah, but it's like, what is this? What is? We got it's like I guess it's it's a real real type of job. We have a bunch of those in the United States. It's one of those fake email jobs, right? Yeah, it's a fake email job where you send them a Gmails, check yeah. check boxes, call people. People act like they're like all frazzled and like, oh, fucking, I'm really under the gun this week. I I gotta I gotta send some email. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what are you? What is? What are you actually doing? That there's like a fucking threat of like a ticking clock for these jobs. I need the latest expense report, god damn it, or we're not gonna... What? <laughs> you don't know, understand. Uh, everything is like, so fucking fake. <laughs> so meaningless. Oh, jeez. It reminds me of like... Uh, I think I want to say it's Napoleon's way of handling shit. When we get letters, he would ignore them for like two weeks. And uh, by the time he answered the letters, most of the problems were already solved by themselves. So he's like, fuck. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like what's interesting about it is, you know, so the Great Depression, FDR was like, fuck it, we'll just have people building roads to nowhere. We're going to build some dams. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, we got to create some fucking jobs. And it's like, that's all there is now for jobs is uh, (laughs) just some bullshit that doesn't actually matter. But it's not helping anyone. Or uh, it's, I don't know, maybe it's driving the economy, the, the whatever, the, the uh, ethereal incorporeal economy the concept of the economy but yeah like it just seems like nine percent jobs that exist in like the anglosphere the western world the global north with capitalist powers or whatever are just like fucking adult time wasting right and it's like are you you gotta have a degree so you can fucking answer these emails and like that's it everyone's just sending emails and then presumably yeah they gotta have Some, like. Sometimes editors. I send a Slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, so they got one of those jobs, um, which honestly, that's uh, you see a lot in um, American media. People just have kind of these weird, made-up, amorphous jobs, and uh, yeah, that seems to be the case in like uh, Korean media as well. It's, a lot of times, it's just like. Yeah, it's in an office, and they do office stuff. And it's like, what the fuck happens in offices? What's actually going on there? 
Apparently on BDSM. Even when you watch like the the Office, you know, it's like, all right, so there's a couple guys that sell shit, and then uh, some people accounting, I guess, and uh, you know what I mean. It's like it's actually going on in there. <laughs> Forty hours a week, huh? <laughs> and then, I mean, like the just, I guess it's like they go down to like the distribution center, the warehouse underneath, and it's like. I understand this job. I've done this job. I'm familiar with like purpose of this job and how it works and like people are actually down there doing things. But so you uh fucking you can't be on the phone eight hours a day. What's going on? Oh, I've been on the phone eight hours a day. You can't tell me it's not possible. <laughs> well yeah, customer service and shit, but that's not what's going on in the office, is it? <laughs> There's a lot of fucking no, uh, hanging around doing pranks of, and shit. One uh, the one girl that uh ruined Scooby Doo is the customer service. Mindy Kaling? Yeah. And her character's name is... I forgot. Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, yeah. That's why I said the girl that ruined Scooby-Doo. Jesus. <clears throat> well, whatever. I guess it's not important to the topic at hand. The topic at hand is love and leashes. I'd argue uh, that Scooby-Doo is always important. And I don't know why you would argue otherwise. You son of a bitch. I think it'd be cool if... So picture this. Uh, we're starting okay. to see. Uh, I think superhero comic book fatigue is like legitimately setting setting in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Marvel's gonna definitely pull the parachute on X Men. I think they're gonna break open the emergency launch X Men. Yeah, they're gonna uh, hit that glass uh, window that says "In case of emergency, X Men." Yeah, in case of emergency, announced casting of Magneto. Um, but here's I was thinking. Um, James Gunn's gonna do the next Superman, right? Mm-hmm. They announced that. Big old flop. It's just a big old flop piece of shit. DC expanding universe, just done, donezo. Oh, you don't believe in James Gunn? Um, I believe in James Gunn a little bit, but uh, not. I, I think people are gonna be like fucking Superman again. Ugh. But I, I'm hoping that happens because after that, what if he goes back to Scooby Doo? <laughs> yeah, you know you're. You, I think mm-hmm. you got it. Yeah, you're right. He's gonna to get, honest, do the Scooby Doo movie he always wanted to make. Yep. Before they they, they ruined it and um, added, they edited the screenplay. Right. I think they just made it a little bit more kid friendly. Right. I think a lot more kid friendly. But yeah. Yeah. But he's gonna be able to do the actual like trauma version of Scooby Doo as in as the artist intended. Man, his career trajectory. <laughs> Nuts! <laughs> Who would have thought the guy that made Slither? Yep. I kind of. I wish he didn't ever make Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been interesting to see where else his career went if he didn't get um stuck in that nerd shit. <clears throat> he was doing nerd shit already. Just other kind of nerd shit. Yeah, but horror nerds are cooler than comic book mm. nerds. Uh, no, no, actually, most of them are like, I like, I like Freddy Krueger. I'm so excited for Scream Six. Oh my god, I can't! Scream has turned into everything the first Scream was making fun of. I think that's interesting, though. Like the all the meta commentary of like the first like trilogy of Screams becoming like the reality of Scream. It was inevitable, but like I don't know. It's just yeah, it's just kind of like oh. Interesting. But Have like, you seen yeah, the new screams like, yet? I haven't even seen the new screams. I'll watch it when it comes out on Vox. So here's my my scream experience for listeners. Um, first scream, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it like really got me into horror movies when I was like ten. Up until then, I didn't kind of really get horror movies, but something about Scream like really clicked it with me, and then kind of changed the trajectory of my life. To be honest, fucking love Scream. Lord. Um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. That's also Red Right Hand. That's gotten into Nick Cave like in high school because of uh, Scream. So yeah, it changed my life. Um, Scream Two, uh, pretty good. I've watched it a few times. Uh, it's it's like eighty percent good, right? There's some goofy shit in it, not too bad. Yeah, I think it actually got better with age. <clears throat> Scream Three. I don't think I've seen Scream Three since whenever uh. it came out. I hated it when it came out. I think I don't think I've seen it since it came out either. We probably haven't watched it since we watched it when it came out together. Mm-hmm. When we like teenagers, maybe. Well, yeah, like I might have been like nine. No, I was probably like eighteen. You were probably like sixteen. 
Yeah, it was pretty young when it came out, I think. And then we should um, uh, we should watch Oscar movies and rank them. We should, yeah. Scream three. Let's see when it came out. I don't remember. Scream three came out in the year two thousand, so I was fourteen. I was sixteen. Wow. Yeah. When did the first one come out then? So I was nineteen ninety six. Yeah, so I was like ten, but I didn't see it till it came out on video the summer afterwards. So like, well, I was ten or eleven. <clears throat> but yeah, so I haven't seen Scream <laughs> three since whatever, whenever it came out. Same thing with Scream Four. It's last Scream Four in the theaters. Um, I can barely remember it, and um, I don't know Scream Four. Either. Haven't revisited it. And Scream Five—that's the one that only came out like a year or two ago. I watched it. It was okay. Um, that's about it. I think my like big takeaway from it, because I think we talked about it on the podcast, was uh, Nev Campbell still looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I don't even particularly know anything about Scream Three. It's uh, it's another Scream. I'll watch uh, it. It's, That's for it's sure. It's the one with the movie producer. That's the only one <laughs> thing I, I can remember. Right? There's a movie theater. Scream Three. Yeah, no, no. There's a movie. Like, he has like the climax takes place in like some dude's rich mansion, and there's like a, he's like his personal movie theater. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I guess let's. I'm gonna rewatch him. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing that this Halloween because I'd watched um, all the Halloweens last year, but maybe I'll, we'll we'll do it in, in head of Halloween. Oh yeah, like I don't consider scream movies like yeah, Halloween like, movies. You watch them the first time in the summer, and you get a you're well. Plus, boy. like the first one is like the end of the school year. It seems to be the setting of it, you know. Um, looking at the plot synopsis. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the one with the half brother. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so I kind of remember it now. I'm gonna watch him again. I like Nev Campbell. I want to. I want to get a good look at her. <laughs> <laughs> and you only have to deal with Jamie Kennedy for one and a half movies. <clears throat> yeah, he dies in the second one. The rules. Uh, let's see what uh, all the K-pop stands have to say about Love and Leashes on Letterboxd. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of five stars that are just like, Sehyun deserves the world. You feel me? I wish Sehyun was my dom. They always say that. Sh- they always say dumb shit like that. She could be my master. Yo, here's an important question we need to be asking about K-pop. Son Chaeyoung, yes. where was He's she on January 6th? <laughs> where was she? I, I don't know. Where was she? Probably. I don't South know where Korea. a lot of people were in January six. She might have been at the White House. So she that was, should that should make you think. At their fine their fan signing event yesterday, the day before, she was wearing a QAnon t shirt. Oh, I forgot she's you fucking, said that. Yeah. She's at the White House. Twice mm-hmm. is canceled now. Not the White House though, but the uh but the Capitol building in Congress. No, she's she actually thought she's confused. Yeah, she was, she just <laughs> she didn't get a good Bring directions. me Joe Byron. Uh okay, five star reviews. Let's check it out. Um first one is in Thai, can't read it. Second one is in Thai, can't read it. It does say um <laughs> part of it is in uh Romanized Roman language. It's in English but with Roman alphabet, you know what I'm saying? It says no sex scene. So, I I think I agree with this person. I agree with uh, this woman. <laughs> They're probably angry there's no sex scenes. <laughs> <clears throat> BDSM done right. Wolf wolf bitch. <laughs> Man on Here's his up. knees. Woman in red heels. Immediate five. Hell yeah. Fucking that's feminism, baby. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the definition of it. Uh, that's corny because, like, if they meant it in, like, um, like a luxe interior cramps like uh f- women are so fucking hot kind of way then i feel that but i'm pretty sure this person is like they do are like actually expressing their like very limited um baby's first feminism thoughts you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like oh girl power the only way we're going to fix this country is if we have more female correctional officers more female da's 
more female landmines. I heard one. No, not just female, but specifically mothers, I believe, is is what I've been hearing lately. They made a rom-com for the little freaks. Uh, Fucking wrong. This is not for me. And I'm a big freak. (laughs) Well, that's it. You got to be a little freak. See? Just a little freaky. Wholesome kink for the whole family. Weird. I mean, you could watch this shit with kids, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Or at least, like... I don't know, teenagers. You know what I mean? It yeah, really, like it is like not fifteen, sixteen. You're probably in your yeah. Right. It is like the least um, explicit movie about sex that's ever been. Do you know why Mercury is small and black? It's too close to the sun, so it shriveled up and burned. What? It was his line at the end. Remember, he's like, "Oh, I can't date you because you're just as powerful as the sun." Oh yeah. Corny. I stopped paying attention towards that part. Yeah, at the end of the movie, I was really like, oh, fucking, come on, come on, come on, just mm-hmm. fucking... And, and... It was crazy, like, how many, um... So, uh, three-act structure, right? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we, we, there's, oh, there's gonna be some conflict at the end of the second act that get, we starts the third act and we gotta resolve them, blah, blah, blah. This movie is crazy how, like, end of the second act, here's, like, 15 conflicts suddenly that need to be solved, right? But all the rest of the movie leading up to that, there was basically really no conflict of any kind, except for maybe like her own internal emotional struggle. And um, but she didn't express that to anyone, so it didn't really matter. And then suddenly, at the end of the second act, it's like, all right, well, he doesn't want to date you. Uh, his ex girlfriend's back, and uh, you got recorded at work, and you're gonna lose your job. It's like all this shit happened at once, and then it was resolved in like 10 15 minutes, anyways. Yeah, they don't even really touch on the ex girlfriend thing again. It's like she's back, yeah. and she's a bitch, and she's drunk, and she's gonna try to get him back. Uh, but we don't have any time for her, so she's gone. Man, also, she is a piece of shit. Yeah, what a fucking bitch. Yeah, she's like, oh, you don't like so uh, much, you'll never be able to repay. It's like, what yeah. the, I don't, oh, you shit, bitch. What the fuck are you talking about? What does he owe you for? Because he told you that he's into BDSM? <laughs> Get a life. You know? yeah. Sorry, yeah, big deal. You're not into it. It's fine. Move on. <laughs> yeah, like, Goddamn. Like, yeah. Man, it's like not your business. <laughs> Had no so much. Your boyfriend broke up with you. God damn it. Five stars. Had so much secondhand embarrassment at some points. <laughs> Yeah. And this movie is a lot of secondhand embarrassment, but not for the reason they're thinking, I think. Yeah. Uh, five stars. These lesbians are living the dream, to be honest. <laughs> what is that? What are they talking about? <laughs> they're trying to apply the main dude looks like a girl. Oh, for real? Yo, for real. I think that's, that's what it was. Up. I thought, yeah, I guess maybe that's what it is. For some reason, I was like, maybe they're just posting on the wrong movie. (laughs) (laughs) A movie about BDSM has no reason being this good, and if you don't get it, you don't. You don't get shit, stupid bitch. No, you don't get it. You don't, fool. This movie is not good, and it's perfectly reasonable for there to be good movies about BDSM. Fucking 12-year-olds on Letterboxd, man. I'm tired of these fucking Zoomers, man. I don't care if I'm old man yelling at the cloud. The internet has fucking ruined an entire generation of people, including a lot of my generation. Everyone's fucking... Their brains are melted, man. (laughs) Goddamn you, Steve Jobs. I guess, actually, that's not the truth, because I think the majority of every generation, the majority of every American living... Fucking sucks. Yeah, they fucking suck. They got no taste. They're dumb as shit. They've like, they don't know the rich, enticing, empowering flavor of the original four loco recipe. (laughs) You do these days. I'm so glad this wasn't just Korean Fifty Shades of Grey. Sect it was, stupid bitch. No, he didn't own a helicopter at all. Stupid bitch. Mm-mm, half. St- All right, let's look at the bad reviews. Can't date but want to be a dog. That's me. <laughs> now I want to be your dog. Now I want to. Was that about a BDSM? Sort of. It's about like Iggy Pop wanting to like probably you know sub- subjugate himself to like a powerful woman in a sexual context. I don't know if it's specifically BDSM relationship, but like but- you know. He's a street walking cheetah with a heart full of napalm. 
Yeah, so am I. But if I meet a powerful woman, <laughs> fucking, I'll be your dog. Mina <laughs> from Twice, hit me up, Mina. Somebody needs to sit down and have a word with Korean drama schools. The overacting is becoming more and more insufferable, and it isn't just in shit throwaway films like this one. It's <laughs> in everything. Damn! Oh, you're coming in hot. I um I like Sahyun in it, obviously. Um, uh, no one stands out as particularly bad for the context of the movie, but I guess it's just because I am viewing it through the lens of like it basically being a K drama, and like yeah, the overacting in K dramas is. What right. you expect? Yeah, it's kind of like the part of the flavor. But the the one dude, her friend's um, employee, who they date at the end, um, what's his name? Is, his name is like Uyuk or something like that. He fucking stands out as phenomenally, phenomenally bad actor. <laughs> like every line of his was like so fucking lifeless and stilted. That's because <clears throat> he's more dog than man. The most sexless and sexually devoid BDSM film made works on the basis of everyone is beautiful and no one is horny. Loses everything that makes a fetish slash smut film sterile and medically clean. There is no hunger or anything resembling want. Utterly emotionless uh, dribbling points to trying to explore femdom, I guess. Femdom, I guess. Yeah, this is what I agree with. Yeah, there you go. That's it. But also, you know, tell us what you really think. Hell yeah, this guy, this person, absolutely right. They completely understand what life's all about and what movies are all about. And this movie just couldn't cut the mustard, didn't have the juice. Only Sayun's got the juice. She should be in like um, a Park Chan Wook movie or something. Do some real shit. Scare. Do some real shit. Real shit. Do some real shit. Uh, There's that famous. Famous in air quotes. <laughs> it's a article or um, an essay from a couple years ago about like the state of sexlessness in Hollywood. That's called. It's similar to something like that where everyone's beautiful and no one's horny. Um, I'm glad to see it's a problem everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we. Every, what I want is a world where everyone's ugly but horny as hell. The '70s, hell yeah, the movies were better <laughs> back then. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it is weird. I don't know what the cause of it is, or maybe it's not that important of an issue. I think it might be based on like the societal elements that it revolves around, it's intertwined with and stuff, but it is strange how um, sterile media has gotten worldwide. Everything needs to be really safe. And well, it's going to package it to as many places as possible. So the easiest way yeah. to do that is to make it as, as broadly appealing as possible. And so it has to be safe. Uh, everything has to be Disney. Everything's going to be a Disney these days. Mm-hmm. Just like in um, Infinite Jest. Damn it, I, don't reference that man's book. All movies are called Disney's. You're starting that to sound more and more like one of those crazy people. It, it seems to be going that way. I don't know. It's pretty crazy out there. Uh, anyways, I give it like a 3 out of 10. It's not the worst thing we watched, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm with you. 3 out of 10. Not, uh, I, you know, about 50 minutes in, I'm like, alright. <laughs> Let's just end it. Let's call it here, guys. Well, don't you think it was cute that they had similar names? Yeah. yeah I mean, they, it's, it's, it's again, it's the whole contrivance. They have similar names so they can he can send his sex package uh-huh. to work and she could get the sex package. Yeah. Movies, man, set up some payoffs. Yeah, okay. Not, yeah, remember that's... when she was she was whipping him in the office, and they showed the carrot pen drop on the floor, and then it turned out that was a recorder later on. Yeah, movie? that was a setup yeah. and a payoff. But that the, the other thing that's just contrivance. That's just contrivance. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. 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 Well, um, now that we got that out of the way, we talked about the movie and its many flaws. Um, now it's time for the important shit. Uh, who's your favorite member of Girls' Generation? Uh, you know, so young because I couldn't name another one. <laughs> All right, bold choice. The youngest, huh? I don't know. It's strange. Oh, I know she could be the oldest. No. Although I believe you said she was youngest earlier. Right, <laughs> Who's the oldest the one? Then? Mm, how strange. Who's the oldest? Uh, the, old, the oldest one is uh, my favorite member of Girls' Generation. That's right, Taeyeon. Okay, well, it's the youngest then. 
I don't want to step on your toes um, here. Your second oldest, excuse me. I don't know. After that, actually, I just know that I just know that Taeyong's oldest. And how old's um, Taeyong? Taeyong is she's got to be like thirty-three, thirty-four, something like that. Oh man, they're all young. <laughs> no, they're not. Well, I mean, like they're I'm an yeah, old man, the, Kyle. The, uh, yeah, Taeyong is thirty-four. She just turned thirty-four. Happy birthday, baby! I'm coming for you, baby. Oh, as soon as you lift that restraining order in Korea, in Japan, in France, in Italy. Italy, huh? I'd never go to Italy. You'd go to Italy. You'd love yeah, it right. there. I only go like, to white ah, countries. Sicily. No, I only go to white countries. Italy's been white for at least 50 years now. Yeah, right. You've seen what they, you see how they season their food, the kind of cars they drive. Delicious. They seem they're, a bit delicious. Their culture that seems to exist mostly outdoors, chilling at cafes and shit. That's not white. What are the French? Uh, man, they're pushing it. <laughs> Put a lot of butter in their food, I'll tell you that. Uh, nah, nah. Uh, yeah, that was Love and Leashes. Uh, looked pretty bad. Story was stupid. We didn't like it. Um, sterile. Pointless dribble. Uh, Sayon could do better, presumably. I know. I thought she's pretty good. It's fine. Um, she got her toes out a lot. That was fine. That was good. That's cute. It's so like unimaginative, right? Every scene was just like, oh, and what if she steps on him? You know what I mean? Like just like the most literal interpretation of the hierarchy of right is just like, yeah. And what if, what if he gets on his knees? And she steps on it. <laughs> and we do that in every scene. It's really fucking, that's it. I can't, I my imagine, I can't imagine anything beyond that. That's it. She puts uh, her foot in his face. So that's really demeaning, I guess, right? You no, know, yeah, but you know, he ties, they, they tie, she ties him up too, you know, with ropes. Mm, yeah. And then he's like a dog. And at the end, we'll do the dog thing again. That's probably fine. Yeah, and then just, yeah, fucking, whatever. I don't want to put too much thought into it. I, I just watched a video on YouTube, and I was like, well, sure. This could be a movie. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. I, I forgot to do any research on the um, author of the webtoon. They might be... Maybe a serious BDSMer. I have a feeling the webtoon's probably quite a bit different than the movie, just because of the nature of the medium. Um... But maybe not though. I like the webtoon industry in Korea has been uh, taken over by capitalism. It started off kind Turing of exactly head everywhere. Yeah, it, it started in, like, so, black mold. It started off independently on the internet, right? It's kind of its own independent thing. Things are being produced independently, blah blah. blah. Certain things got popular, blah blah blah. What is it? Um, Naver, their version of Google in Korea, created their own platform called Webtoon. And it hosts webtoons and formats webtoons and pays artists to create webtoons, blah, blah, blah. And it completely dominates the market now. So um, I'm guessing probably even the webtoon of this is sterile and dumb. Because for, for it to have success of any type and be on the webtoon platform. It has to be sterile and dumb. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably don't have explicit stuff on there. I don't so know. Don't sh- I mean, they don't show a nipple on a webtoon. I don't think so. I've so I've read some um, like manhwa, which is you know, like that's just the Korean word for manga, really. Which in manga is the Japanese word for manhwa, which is the original Chinese word for comic, right? I think. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> Etymology of words, weird. Yeah. So there's um. Like, there's still independently produced webtoons and manhwa that are, like, you can find, and some of them are, like, violent and more experimental and stuff. But, like, if it's on the actual webtoon platform, I'm pretty sure they're, like, heavily regulated. In my experience. And those seem to be the only ones that get adaptations and stuff, so presumably those are the only ones that are really making money or getting any exposure. I don't know, though. I, um... It's, this is all just research I've done independently from an outside perspective. I might be totally off base, but South Korea does seem to be like capitalist hell, like the United States. So kind of fits together. <laughs> Puzzle pieces kind of fit. You know what I mean? 
I learned it from a YouTube video with what got a man with a funny hat on. What are you talking about? Are you talking about the Shriners? Yeah, man, I keep seeing advertisements for the Shriners uh, on like uh, on like YouTube and TV sometimes. Um, I don't know why specifically YouTube TV is pushing me Shriners ads, but every time I'm like, how much do I have to donate to get a, a, a fuzzy hat and a little car? That's all I want. You know, probably zero. You just rob them out of the next parade. <laughs> no, that's you can't do that to the Shriners. They're always throwing out candy to the kids. Yeah, and why are they trying to lure kids? I Muscular yep. dystrophy, I think? Ugh. No, they're groomers. <laughs> That's not the Catholic Church. The Shriners. Uh, what are we watching next week? Oh, let's roll the dice. Roll the dice, baby. Roll dice. Willing to sacrifice. Netflix. I can make it all go away. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what you want and don't delay. Yeah, yeah. Roll one. D6. 1D6. It's a two. What's the two? What's the two? Oh, what's two? Uh-oh. Oh, shit. It's a Stranger Things. Stranger Things? Anola Holmes is what we're watching. It's what the fuck is Anola Holmes? It's uh, one of those Sherlock Holmes spinoffs. While searching for a missing mother and trepid teen, Anola Holmes uses her sleuthing skills to outsmart big brother Sherlock and help a runaway lord. Oh, oh no! That's right. We're watching this, <laughs> one of the Stranger Things in it. My oh, list it, is... it has it has one of the Stranger Things. That's in what it. I'm talking about. It's, yeah. got the, it's got the strangest thing in it. It's got fucking Superman, uh, Geralt of Rivia is in it. He plays Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, you know one's smarter than Geralt of Rivia. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill. Oh, this is gonna be fucking bad. No, no, no. They made a sequel. That's how good it was. I mean, it's probably going to be good for kids, but, like, not an overall good movie, I'd assume. I don't know. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Oh, I got to get out of here. I got to go check on dinner, make sure it's uh, cooking up good. It'll be about dinner time. Um, Dear listeners, head on over to VHSKVLT.com, VHS Colt. That is where podcasts are at, is where podcasts are happening. Um, you can also take that link. You can copy it. You can paste it to different places, places of your choice. You can send it to girls on OnlyFans. You can put it in Twitch chats, post it on Reddit. Just start tweeting it out. Um, do TikToks about it. Post it Let's in get more people listening. Let's do it. Uh, said beginning of the episode, revolutionary content revolutionary shit no one's doing it like us no one's ever even thought to review netflix films most people have not even considered watching netflix films i presume because i mean i don't no one's ever talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's only ever talking about stranger things can't get enough stranger things uh or um wednesday adams uh but yeah whatever love you thank you for listening um promote the podcast have a good week Let's talk to you next week in old homes uh fucking who could do it better than Content Sewer? Nobody. Who's better than Canyon? Content Sewer. <laughs>